you're listening to the Sassy Solopreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Silva, first-generation Latina, digital entrepreneur, and an online educator. On this show, you're getting an exclusive backstage pass on how I transformed my food blog, A Sassy Spoon, into a sustainable and profitable multi-six-figure business as a party of one. Tune in each and every week for the sassy vibes, authentic, no BS conversations, and actionable advice on how you too can build the profitable food blog business of your dreams. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so excited that you're here. Today, in this episode, I want to talk about prepping for Q4 as a food blogger. So in case you're just like, okay, who cares? Like, why are we talking about Q4? I keep hearing about this Q4, Q4, or maybe you're new to blogging and you're just like, I don't understand any of this. I'll give you a quick little refresher. So Q4, in case you don't know, is the fourth quarter of the year, quarter four, right? It's the last three months of the year, October, November, December. And the reason it's such a big deal is because it's, it's the holiday season, right? There's a lot of eyes online, either looking for gift ideas or holiday recipes, amongst other things. And so this is typically a quarter that advertisers tend to go all out, right? So brands and advertisers really figure out that this is the time when it's best to increase all their ad spend, to empty out all the marketing budgets since they can't roll them over to the following fiscal year. And so this is like everyone's Super Bowl at this point. I mean, obviously, Super Bowl is like way more important, but you get the gist. It's basically Super Bowl for us as food bloggers because holiday recipes, we're recipe developers. This is this is our vibe. OK, unless you're a health food website, then Q1 is your Super Bowl. But it all still applies, right? You should typically be working a quarter ahead on all your content anyway, especially when you're a lot further along in your journey and you're just, you know, when you're getting started, you're still trying to find your footing and everything. So don't be hard on yourself if you don't have all of your content planned out ahead of time. But this is why we're here, right? This is why I wanted to open up with this conversation because the reason why Q4 is such a big deal for us as food bloggers is because this is a great opportunity for us to benefit from all that traffic, right? All those eyes that are looking for gift ideas, that are looking for these holiday recipes. And if you have ads on your site, this is also a time to really bring in that money, okay? So brands and advertisers are, you know, basically throwing money out the window at this point. And so prepping for Q4 is really key in the month of August. Sometimes people start in July. I think August is a good time to start prepping for Q4. And you always want to be prepping ahead of time, like I mentioned, for any holiday content or for any seasonal type of events, even though I still am a very big believer in evergreen content. But Q4 is a different, it's a different beast, right? So to take things a step further, Google themselves have even mentioned that Q4 is prime time for even for like product based businesses, e-commerce, all that good stuff. So the whole point is you don't want the holiday season creeping up on you without you having some kind of plan of action. And again, a lot of your evergreen content can also do a lot of getting you those eyes onto your site. But overall, 
you know that internet traffic increases during the holidays because users not only spend time online or purchasing gifts online, also competition for inventory, which means for ads, increases because advertisers spend more trying to promote those products during this peak season. And so seasonal increases in traffic usually start around September and they peak into late November, drop back down in January. So there's no better time to start thinking about your plan of action than in the summer. That is your best bet in terms of planning for Q4 and making sure that your content is super ready, making sure that your site is on point. I have said this story many times before because it was so tragic for me, but in the week of Thanksgiving uh, 2017, so a couple years ago, uh, my site crashed. Thanksgiving you know, for a comfort food website, is it's like, a, it's a huge deal, okay? And so everyone's trying to get on your website, getting all the recipes prepped for Thanksgiving. They're printing things out or going through your site, you know, and I have like the, the sweet potato casseroles and the cornbread and I have all the things because I am very big on, I may be Latina, but American Thanksgiving is is my favorite thing ever. So I have all those recipes on a sassy spoon in case you want to check it out. Uh, shameless plug. And so that week, that week of Thanksgiving, my site kept shutting down. It would crash and I would get these DMs on Instagram, like frantic, like your site is down. I need this recipe. And I'm like, oh, my God, what's happening? What is happening? And so very dramatic, very novella, right? On brand. I would have to go to my host and be like, hey, what's going on? And of course, they would you know, feed me some jargon that I didn't understand. And I was just like, just fix it. Like, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. I just need this fixed. Because I have all this traffic coming to my site on like the most important eating week of the year, you know, and the site's not working. Like what's happening? So whatever. Long, very long story short, I ended up leaving that host and it's never happened to me again. So shout out to my my current host that I've had since then. This is why prepping for Q4 is so important to do now in the month of August in the summer, because that way when Q4 creeps up on us, like it always does, we are ready. We're not running around like chickens with our heads cut off. We are prepared and we're at peace. Okay. This is important because the last thing you want is to be jumping around and to not know what's going on. You should always know what's happening with your site at all times. Okay. And so why should you prep for Q4 in the summer? peace of mind. That's first and foremost, like nothing compares to having everything in order, having things planned out ahead of time because your mental state will will thank you for sure. So number one, peace of mind. Number two, when you're proactive like that, again, peace of mind kind of correlates, but also you can take time off, which we all want to do in the month of November and December, right? My birthday's in December, so I don't want to work in December. I want to take the whole month off. <laughs> and so, and you can do that when you have a plan, when you have things scheduled out, when you have things in order that you're not rushing at the last minute. Again, this is why you prep. So I'm going to go through five things that you should do to prep for Q4 as a food blogger. Number one is we're going to audit our existing holiday content. Does this post need new photos? 
Do you need to maybe retest the recipe? Maybe it's super old or it needs some tweaking. Now is the time to do all these type of things. Do they need process shots? Process shots are way more important than you think. So I know we all want to skip them because they're annoying and I totally understand. (laughs) But they are becoming more of a big deal when it comes to Google search. This is our way to stand out from AI, right? So make sure that each post has process shots. Make sure the content is optimized for SEO, of course. Make sure that you are taking this moment to add any affiliate links that you may have. Now's the time to put those links in. Why not? You're not going to make millions of dollars, but anything helps, right? Also, you want to make sure that you're internally linking to related content. Internal linking is basically you're just linking to another blog post that's related to the current blog post that you're updating and vice versa. And then aside from that, your social media assets, whether you want to do a video, a reel, Facebook post, like have those things already prepped and ready to go so that, again, you're not scrambling last minute with, oh my God, I, you know, I did all these I did all this work, I updated this blog post, and now I have nothing (laughs) to send out to the world. So you want to make sure your promotional strategy is also in order, whether that's a Google Web Story, Pinterest, your email, especially your email. And so number one was audit your existing content and update it now because any updates you do in general, whether it's now or later, anything that's existing on your site is already indexed with Google. So any update that you do is only going to be in your favor. You're going to get a quicker boost in traffic. So you always want to keep tabs on anything that is older that should need, you know, a little refresh. And now is a perfect time to get that started. Number two would be create new content. Now, again, these new recipes that you're going to be creating, they are not with the intention of getting to position one in Google because it's there's no time for that. It takes a long time for things to index with Google. So your expectation with creating new content during this time should be strictly for your current audience. In other words, don't expect to suddenly end up on page one of Google and get a huge influx of traffic in a matter of days. That's that's not that's not going to happen. But for example, maybe you can send this out to your email list or you can create a video for your Instagram. Any new content that you are creating now for Q4 will probably not make sense for SEO purposes until next year. But you can still create that now for your current audience. On that note, The idea is that you want to make a list of any new holiday content that you want to create for the holiday season. Do the keyword research, do the testing of the recipes, like get that whole situation underway now so that you can already have this published. So incorporate that now into your editorial calendars so you don't forget. Remember, this is the whole plan. We want to plan for the future so we're ahead of the game. We're not running around. We're being proactive. You can even publish these new recipes now if you want. Backdate them in WordPress and then just republish them with a new date in Q4 when the time comes. You can do that as well. It's totally fine. Okay, number three is to make sure that the inner workings of your blog 
are fully functional and there's nothing broken. So many times we don't even realize like what happened to me that maybe we don't have a good host or, you know, our site's maybe not mobile optimized. And we know that people primarily are on their phones scrolling on your site. So something that I would recommend is open up your blog in an incognito browser window and look to see is the site loading quickly? Is it mobile optimized? Are my blog categories okay? Are my site menus okay? Like, are there any broken links? Is everything easy to navigate? Because a lot of the times we're so in our business that we don't even realize that the user experience is off on our own blogs. So I would even have someone else do this for you. Like have a friend navigate your blog for you and report back and let you know, was this easy to find? Were the were the menus okay? Um, especially your optimists for email. You want to make sure that those forms actually lead somewhere. Right? That's super important. Sometimes we just pop in the code and then we don't even test it. So if you have to create a test email, create that email and test out your own email opt-ins to make sure they actually go somewhere. People are actually getting your emails. Super important. And so make sure your site loads quickly. Make sure everything's just fully functional. And if you don't have a high quality host, highly recommend that this is the time that you switched your host. Okay. Uh, if you want my host, you can send me a DM. I'll send you the link because they're the best. And yeah, now number four would be to make a pitch list. So if you have an idea in mind in terms of wanting to work with a certain brand or you have this sponsored post idea that you're like, oh my God, I would love if a brand would want to do this with me. Now is the time to start pitching them. And I say this with caution because a lot of them may already have their brand partnerships set up at this point, but maybe not, you know, maybe not. And maybe it could be uh, the perfect situation where you pitch them right on time and they were actually looking for people and your email came and it's like glorious, right? And if not, you know what? You started a conversation, you planted a seed, and maybe you start working with them in like Q1 or Q2 of the following year. Either way, win-win all around, right? So make a list, make a pitch list of all the brands that you want to reach out to for partnerships. And even if you've been working with a certain brand right now, now it may be a, a good time to also pitch them for Q4. So let's say you worked with someone in Q1 and you're like, man, I would really love to work with them again. Reach out again and be like, hey, I had such a great time working with you in Q1. Can we do it again? I, I have this idea and this idea and like just have a conversation, you know? And so, I, again, these brands may already have a lot of these partnerships already set up, but it's worth a shot. Reach out, see what happens. And I wouldn't spew out some generic pitch email, like don't use a template. You know, you want to be intentional with your pitch. You want to be conversational. Keep it super casual. We're not talking about money just yet. We're just talking about ideas. We're just starting the conversation. You're building that relationship, right? And, you know, you're going to tell them exactly what you want, how you want to work with them, what you're thinking about. You have all these amazing ideas. Here's what. I have in mind, is this something that you would be interested in? And then just go from there. And in case they are like, oh, I'm so sorry, I already have all my partnerships for Q4. Okay, no problem. What do you think about doing something for Q1? Can we jump on the phone? Can we keep talking about this? And, you know, be a little persistent. It's, it's not a bad thing to be a little persistent, to follow up and to keep the conversation going. Obviously, don't, don't be rude. Don't be pushy. But there's a way where you can continue to be top of mind and reach out so that 
you can keep that conversation going, keep those relationships up. And yeah. And number five, this is the last one from the list. I would absolutely brainstorm email opt-in ideas. Okay. Because again, Q4, lots of people online, right? And so this is going to bring a lot of blog traffic to you. Hopefully, maybe, right? (laughs) For the most part, there's a lot of people looking for recipes. So if they land on your site, you want to be able to capture them. It's a good time to capitalize on all this new audience, right? And so a solid email opt-in would be a great opportunity to do this. So think of new content series. I wouldn't do like a freebie or a checklist because people usually will download that and then unsubscribe. And so something like a five-day series, five Christmas desserts to make, like a five-day prep guide for Thanksgiving would be really good. Having something that has to do with the holiday but still relevant to your niche would be perfect. And that way you can capture their email and they can continue to hear from you even after the storm of Q4 is over. You can continue to connect with them and send them emails and hopefully you have all this prepped. This is something that I love to teach inside my program, the Food Blogger Business Blueprint, to have your email basically on autopilot to connect, to stay top of mind with your readers. That's super key. But if you don't have that just yet, it's totally fine. Start with this one. Start with your Q4 email series. Get that underway. Get that built out so that when people start to come to your site, they can sign up for this content series and then stick around. That's what you want. So definitely something to start thinking about, to start creating and setting up now for Q4. That's a wrap on this conversation. I'd love to know if this was helpful for you. Send me a DM on Instagram at the Jamie Silva. And as I mentioned before, if you can rate and review the show, that would be so helpful. The more ratings and reviews we get, the more listeners we attract. So I'd really appreciate it. And again, if there's anything that you'd like to hear on this podcast in a future episode, DM me and let me know. Thanks so much for tuning into the show. I'll catch you on the next one.